Hi, I'm Angie Brown and you are listening to the Being Luminary podcast. The podcast where I sit down with everyday but by no means ordinary thought leaders to talk about being luminary in life and in work. Hello friends, welcome back to the Being Luminary podcast. This is a really short episode because I wanted to make an audio recording of a recent newsletter that has gone out from Being Luminary Towers. And it's because it's been on my mind over the last couple of weeks. The newsletter itself was a response to some critique I had from a friend about the relevance and importance of diversity, equity and inclusion work. The feeling from my friend was that not only was this work not relevant or important, but that it was dangerous. And so I wanted to respond to that and put a newsletter out to that effect earlier this week. And so this is for those of you that would rather ingest your material through your ears and um, for those of you that are not signed up to the newsletter. And if so, why not? If you do want to sign up to the newsletter, by the way, just head over to my website and click sign up to newsletter. So here we go. In a perfect world, diversity, equity and inclusion would be an aspirational goal in any society, any classroom, any workplace. Diversity has been defined as the presence of differences within a given setting, with equity being the process of ensuring that processes and programmes are impartial, fair and provide equal possible outcomes for every individual. And inclusion, the practice of ensuring that people feel a sense of belonging in the workplace. How could anyone possibly argue against three such noble principles in our quest for a better and fairer world? But we are living in strange times when DEI, an ideology that promotes better outcomes for people, largely based on race, sex and gender, has become a lightning rod for criticism and scepticism. Tyndale University theology professor Craig A. Carter, in a piece for World magazine, calls it a dangerous totalitarian ideology that is pushing out science, freedom and dissent from the party line and whose real purpose is to decrease diversity of thought, exclude anyone who dissents from the party line and deny fairness to those who stand in its way. Carter goes on to call DEI a justification for a less tolerant, less diverse, less critical and less equal society. On his own website, world-famous thinker and fellow professor at the University of Toronto, Jordan Peterson, argues university funding is becoming less meritocratic, formally being based solely on the research record of the applicant and the quality of the proposed research, and now more in a set of immutable characteristics that typify different groups, including race, sex, gender and sexual proclivity above all. His words, not mine. Diversity, Peterson says, is a very slippery term. 
what it truly means is, let's aim for fewer white men in positions of authority, which would be a fine idea if race and sex were reasonable criteria by which to judge applicants, and if it wasn't motivated by a broad set of progressive beliefs, which include the idea that we live in an oppressive patriarchy and that men who work now should be required to step back so that a litany of hypothetical, indefinable and prejudicial historical wrongs might be righted. Peterson, like Carter, calls DEI dangerous and an ideology that advocates discrimination, isolation, segregation and even open conflict, including war and genocide, for the safety of whatever group they are part of and are hypothetically protecting. True diversity, he argues, cannot be limited to race and the like, because many people are alienated or, in the jargon, marginalised from the broader culture by more than one oppressed minority feature. There appear to be no limits, practically or philosophically, to the number of group memberships that have to be taken into account for true diversity to establish itself. There are just too many potential intersectional categories. Peterson considers attributes such as race, sex, gender and their combinations as not relevant to a person's candidacy for a job and that the person who is most qualified to undertake that job should fill the position. Period. Superficially, this seems like a fairly reasonable line of thinking. But like any important issue, superficial analysis doesn't account at all for the complexity of deep-set racial, historical and socio-economic imbalances and injustices that have been allowed to carry on unchallenged, unregulated and unrectified. Consider the statistic that only six, six of America's Fortune 500 company CEOs are black. Not many more of them are women and even fewer are LGBTQI. By any measure, this is completely unacceptable and reflective of a problem that needs to be addressed and radically improved. I would argue corporations and business owners, that organisational leaders have a duty beyond mere profit or delivery to stakeholders, shareholders. And that is first and foremost to create organisations that from the top down are reflective of the communities they serve and ultimately to recognise that business, just like academia, just like government, just like sport, all have a role to play in creating better more harmonious, more inclusive societies. A better society is good for business. A better society creates more opportunities for more people to buy more products, which then generates better outcomes for everybody. The process is interconnected and perpetual. DEI is not woke tokenism. It's good business and it's great for the world. If you would like to get into this topic and other diversity, equity and inclusion matters, then I would love to invite you to sign up to one of my programs. I run the Luminary Leadership of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion program four times a year. And we also have within being Luminary opportunities for incredible training for entire leadership groups, trustees, 
executive leadership teams of trust. So please do reach out if any of that would be of benefit for your organisation. Thanks so much for listening, friends, and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Being Luminary podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please do leave us a review. Each month, I will be picking one of our reviewers to get a free laser coaching session as a thank you. And remember, if you know a luminary or an everyday thought leader who would benefit from listening to this podcast or who would love to be featured on the cast, then please do share it with them. This episode was presented by me, Angie Brown. Original music is by Martin Ostwick. The series is edited by Big Tent Media and produced by Emily Crosby Media.